still. Oops. Super Trooper beams are gonna blind me, but I won't feel blue like I always do.
Yo, what's going on? What you know, no good. We back in the building, man. After further review, 2.0, aka the sideline pass. Back in the house one more again. The mayor is in the building. Actually, our network is in the house. We're doing what we do. Tonight's a big one. Now how we do, man. Just in time. Right before the season starts, NFL about to kick off on Thursday night. We got the 2019 NFL preview about to pop off tonight. We're going to get into a lot of stuff tonight, man. We're back in the building, man. I'm glad to be back, man. Hyped and charged, ready to get it popping. Wacko Bob behind the board. You already know what it is, man. Tuesday night, man. You know what the flavor. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We're in the house, 954-246-0398 is the mathematics, man. We're doing it live and direct. Spreaker is in the building holding us down. Shout out to them. Um, yeah, man, it's a lot of stuff to get into, man. Summertime's about to be over with. Um, college football's already started, all right? Um, U.S. Open in full effect. You know, baseball, you know what I mean? Get ready, you know, get to the dog days. are almost over. We're here in September now. Um, hope you enjoyed your Labor Day. And uh, we're about to get it in, man, hard body karate. Just rock out with us. I got you till 10 o'clock. We in the building, man. So, um, it's a lot of stuff to get into, man. I definitely want to um, touch on um, this uh, week one of the college football season. We're going to get into that, definitely. Um, we're going to get into some game picks in week one of the NFL season, which starts on Thursday night. you got the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers setting off the 100th season of NFL football. And um, we're definitely going to be in the building for that. we got the game picks. You can join us over at After Further Review on Facebook, all right? You can get your picks in, okay? And uh, we pick all the games, and uh, we keep track of everything so you can, you know, talk about yourself if you're doing good, but don't hide if you're doing bad, you know what I mean? Because we'll definitely find you and talk about you, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my man Twin, who won last year, last year's champion. And um, I hope everybody's ready to get it popping, man, represent for your squad, all right? Um, we're going to jump into the baseball chamber, man. You know my Yankees doing their thing, man, you know? Um, I'm feeling what they're doing right now. And now's the time to say, okay, we had a great regular season. All right, now it's time to kind of worry about what's going on in October. You know what I mean? Because we need to get there. So I think we're pretty much, um, you know, in, in tune with the division title, which, you know, locks us into a, a division series, you know. And um, whoever we get is going to definitely be, definitely be hard for us, man. You know what I mean? We'll probably end up getting the Minnesota Twins. Because Houston is going to end up, you know, um, if Houston ends up with a, a better record than than we have, we're tied right now. You know what I mean? If Houston ends up with a better record than we have, um, they'll play the wild card team, and um, we'll play the Minnesota Twins in the first round. But if we end up with the first, with the best record in the American League, we'll play the wild card, whoever that happens to be. And right now, um, looking at the standings, the wild cards, the uh, Cleveland Indians and Tampa Bay are tied for the top spot in Boston is a game out of the wild card. So it's getting really crazy these last few weeks of the Major League Baseball season um, in the American League is really, really crazy. Um, you know, I could, pop, I could pop my collar, you know, and say that I, I picked some winners and stuff this year. I like what I did. I had the New York Yankees win the American League East. I had the Minnesota Twins winning the American League Central. I like what they're doing, even though Cleveland's trying to, you know, make a race of it now. So now we're going to really see where Minnesota is with about 27 games left in the season. We're going to see where the Minnesota Twins are. Um, you know, if they can if they can seal the deal 
and win the division because I think if they don't win the division, they're not going to make the playoffs. So let's see if the Twins can steal the deal. And in the uh, Western Division, Houston Astros doing their numbers. Um, they add on. Everybody likes them to win the World Series now. I still, you know, have my doubts about it. They can be beaten, you know, because um, we saw what happened the last two years. You know what I'm saying? And, and we saw what happened with the Houston Astros, especially last year. Um, you know what I mean? As far as the playoffs are concerned and all of that good stuff. So um, shout out to the American League over in the National League. You know what it is, man. Um, I had the Atlanta Braves win the National League East. They have a nice six-and-a-half game lead over Washington Nationals who are playing really good biz- baseball right now, eight and two in their last ten. Then um, the Philadelphia Phillies, not really a factor. I didn't think they were going to be a factor all year. I didn't even have them uh, making the playoffs or anything like that. Bryce Harper, so what? That's what I said when the season started. And they're only six games over 500, so get after them. Um, in the National League Central, St. Louis Cardinals, I had the Milwaukee Brewers winning the division, and I had the Cardinals uh, making the wild card. But I think that um, the Brewers right now, they have a tough road to hoe if they even want to make the playoffs, man. St. Louis has that, a three-game lead over the Chicago Cubs in that division, and Milwaukee's got some catching up to do. Um, and it's, you know, part for the course in L.A., man. The Dodgers ate a nice, healthy 18-game lead over Arizona in the National League West, so you already could pencil them in as the number one team in the National League, so they'll play, end up playing the wild card in the National League, whoever that happens to be. Um, and if it's going to be the Washington Nationals, man, um, watch out because they're hot right now. A lot of people are on them right now, you know, especially with the pitching, and the lineup is heating up. So, again, even though they lost um, to the New York Mets last night, and I think the Mets, man, that, the Mets are having a great season, um, 70 and 67, they need to, um, you know, show and prove. They're only four games out of the wild card race. They can make some things happen. They got to catch the Chicago Cubs and the Washington Nationals who are um, in, in, in the driver's seat as far as the wild card is concerned in the National League. Um, you know what? I just feel like, you know, my, my National League picks, I like the Atlanta Braves. I like what they did. I like, you know, and you can quote me on that. I said Josh Donaldson. We're going to have a great season. You can go back to the, um, to the Major League Baseball preview show. And I told you Josh Donaldson was going to have a big season for the Atlanta Braves, and he's doing his thing. Um, I just like, you know, I just started coming together. You know, the pitching wasn't really, you know, um, A number one, even though they went out and got Dallas Keuchel. You know, their pitching hasn't really been all of that this season, but they've been doing enough to hold on to first place in the National League East. Um, as far as back to the American League, man, you know, um, all season has been about the Yankees. Now we can kind of look at who we like as far as American League manager of the year. Okay? You got Aaron Boone with the Yankees. You know, I think he's, you know, he's doing, or he's done a great job this season, man. You know, with the injuries and, and, and having to deal with that situation and having to deal with, you know, uh, everything else that comes along with being the manager of the New York Yankees. And I think he's done a great job, man. And um, he should get he should get consideration, you know. And I think for the simple fact because of what he's done, you know, without you know one of the main guys that he was supposed to have in the lineup, basically been being out all season in uh, Giancarlo Stanton, you know. And I'm not really even thinking that you know once he comes back, he's going to really have to contribute, man, you know. Or it'll be two years and he hasn't really really done anything as far as the New York Yankees are concerned. And, you know, we're Yankee fans, but we expect a lot out of guys and we pay a lot of money to, you know. 
And um, again, you know, with the, the bats of the, the guys like um, Ford and, and Glossman and, and those guys like that, making us forget all about John Carlos King. You know, and when he does come back, you know, who's going to sit? So I think those that's, you know, among the toughest decisions that Aaron Boone has to make as far as um, what's going to happen in October, you know. And, and, and I think that's a great thing, to, you know, a great uh, problem to have to kind of figure out who is not going to make the postseason roster. You know, and a lot of those guys who contributed all season, they're, you know, they're playing like they want to be on that roster, man, and I don't blame them. You know, and I don't blame those guys, you know, for, for you know, wanting to, you know, and, and contributing. That's all they're doing. They're contributing, and you can't say anything about that, man. Um, as far as the Tampa Bay Rays, they're doing their thing, you know, and um, if you want to consider them, you know, their manager, Kevin Cash, you want to consider them. They've been, you know, the thorn in people's sides for the last couple of years, man. And, um, you know, if you want to give Kevin Cash some consideration, that's you. But I think that, you know, they're kind of, you know, done with they, you know, what we said they were going to do. You know, finish, uh, you know, right there in the race, be a thorn in people's sides. They're right there at the wild card. You know, so they're, they're, they're where they're going to be. But these next uh, two or three weeks are going to really tell it as far as the Tampa Bay Rays are concerned. So I really wouldn't give a lot of consideration to, you know, to Kevin Cash as far as manager of the year when you're going up against, you know, what's going on in Minnesota. You know, and I think the Minnesota Twins, man, like I said, they're going to, they're gonna, you know, they're going to win the division. I picked them to win the division. And, and, and they're making me look good. That's all I can say. The Minnesota Twins are making me look good, man. Rocco Baldelli doing his thing, man. And they're going to finish the season probably with about 300 home runs. And, I mean, that says it all right there. The team can hit 300 home runs. They got a team full of bashers, man. You know, you look up and down that lineup. Nelson Cruz having, you know, still doing what he does. You know, Polanco doing what he does. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot. Max Kepler and all those guys. Eddie Rosario. Those guys have contributed all year long, man. And I think that um, they deserve, you know, whatever they get. You know, if they if they can pull this off, man, and hold on and win the division, that that would be a great thing. And I think uh, Rocco Baldelli should um, get, you know, more consideration for manager of the year than Kevin Cash. No disrespect to what Kevin Cash is doing in Tampa. Um. Houston Astros. I mean, nah, man. I mean, if, if you do what's expected of you, you know, AJ, shout out to AJ Hitch. You know, he's doing what is, what's expected of him. You're going to win the division. You're going to go deep into the playoffs. But I think that, um, you know, if, if I had to vote AJ Hitch, I, I don't think he would he would get my consideration for manager of the year because he's basically doing what's expected of him. And you, you, you can't ask any more than that. So as far as the American League is concerned, man, I like Aaron Boone. Okay, and it could and, and um Rocco Baldelli, man. It's a, to me, it's a two it's a two manager race, you know, between the Yankees and the Twins because nobody expected Aaron Boone to do what he's done with that lineup, man, and everybody coming in and contributing and stepping up, you know, um, they're sending Clint Frazier down. You know, after he, you know, after the contributions he made, he still sent him down to the minors. He came back and boom, he's still contributing. Domingo Herman, you know, doing what he can. Pitched a nice game up in Boston a couple of weeks ago, doing his numbers. You know what I mean? So we're gonna get uh, Louis Severino back soon, and uh, hopefully we'll, you know, we'll be all right, man. So as far as you know, American League Manager of the Year to me is Aaron Boone because he he he's worked wonders with that lineup. 
He definitely has, and I don't really see anybody else who's really is, is really close. You know, shout out to the Kansas City Royals and the Detroit Tigers who've been eliminated from um, contention um, in the American League. As far as the National League is concerned, man, um, you know, Brian Snicker doing his job in Atlanta. You know, I, I like what he's done, you know, um, and I picked him to win the division. So I, I'm going to pop my collar on that, man. Um, but as far as, you know, Dave Martinez, they lost Bryce Harper and everybody went crazy. Washington Nationals are not going to do anything. The Washington Nationals are going to be garbage. They're going to fall off. Nah, Washington Nationals still had some very, very strong pitching, and they had a decent lineup. You know, and they had those and the young kid Soto doing his numbers. You know what I mean? And uh, Washington with that pitching, you know, you get those three guys in a short series, anything can happen. So I'm, I'm looking at Davey Martinez, and they started off really, really poor this season. So you have to give them some consideration. Um. The St. Louis Cardinals, you know, I, and that's my that's my uh, pick to come out of the National League to go to the World Series. The St. Louis Cardinals, man, I, I really I thought that they were going to really have a, a great year. Uh, they added Paul Goldschmidt, and Mike Sides really did his thing in St. Louis with this team, man. And I think um, you know they, they, the Cardinals are playing Cardinals baseball, and I think that they have been a very very underrated team. The last 10 years, man, you know, they've been, you know, back-to-back World Series. You know, they're doing their thing. Um, and, and I think that Shad really deserves a lot of consideration for manager of the year in the National League. Um, Dave Roberts, nah. Nah. Nope. Because he's only doing what he's supposed to do. There's no competition in the National League West. None of those teams is going to compete. The only team that really thought that they was going to compete with the Dodgers this year is the Colorado Rockies, and look at them. They're 30 and a half games out. They're in last place. The Dodgers are doing what they're supposed to do. They're doing what everybody thought they were going to do. All right? So, I mean, I'm not going to give, you know, any consideration to Dave Roberts for that. You know what I mean? Um, Win a World Series. How about that? Um, Yeah, St. Louis, man. Mike Shide, St. Louis. Brian Snicker with the Atlanta Braves, I think that's going to be the race as far as manager of the year is concerned, man. Um, we'll get into the MVPs and all that good stuff once we get closer to the um, the end of the season, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass, man. You got the mayor in the building doing what I do. Hard body karate. Get at me, 954-246-0398. I repeat, 954-246-0398 is the mathematics. So I could spit this ism. For two hours, man. You know how I give it up, man. I do what I do. Um, get some scores popping, man. Get your mind right as far as baseball is concerned, man. That's how we set up the show tonight. Some of big baseball dudes, man. If you know how I give it up, man, you know I'm a baseball dude. All right? Um, bottom of the sixth at Yankee Stadium. The Yankees lead the Texas Rangers 8 to nothing. All right? Bottom of the seventh in Tampa. The Rays over the Orioles 2 nothing. Top of the fifth in Cincinnati. The Phillies lead the Reds 3 to one um, bottom of the fourth in Pittsburgh, the Marlins lead the Pirates two to one. Uh, bottom of the fifth in Washington, the Mets lead the Nationals by the score of four to one. All right. Uh, bottom of the fifth in Cleveland is tied between the White Sox and the Indians. Bottom of the fourth in Fenway Park, the Twins lead the Red Sox three nothing. Bottom of the fourth in Atlanta, the Braves lead the Blue Jays two nothing. Bottom of the third in Milwaukee, the Astros lead the Brewers. One to nothing. Top of the third in St. Louis, no score between the Giants and the Cardinals. Bottom of the first at Wrigley Field, no score between the Mariners and the Cubs. 
Bottom of the first in Kansas City. Tigers and the Royals, no score. All right, first game, Orioles and the Rays. Orioles beat the Tampa Bay Rays 4-2 to two. earlier today. 9.40 p.m. tonight is the first pitch in Arizona between the San Diego Padres and the Arizona Diamondbacks. 10.07 in Oakland, first pitch with the Angels visiting the Athletics. 10.10, first pitch with the Rockies visiting the Dodgers out at Dodger Stadium. So, yeah, man, we, you know, we're getting ready to um, get into the dog days of the season. Like I said, I'm not going to pop my collar because I, I, I like to think that um, baseball is my thing, and I just pick them how I see them. A lot of people jumped on bandwagons and things of that nature, and now they disappeared, and you don't hear from them now. But that's cool. It's all good, man. You know what I mean? We're we here. We're in the building. We're getting it popping. This is After Further Review with 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. We're going to take a pause for the cause. We come back, man. We're going to get into some U.S. Open talk, man. Talk about Coco Golf and Naomi and Saka, man. That great match that they had. And that was a lesson on, you know, all right? We're in the building. Tuesday night. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rates. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. 
Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further. Carter, the machine gun. Look out, Daddy! For the best in old-time radio adventures, you've come to the right place. This is One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network.
If I were you, I'd take precaution. Before I start to meet my girl, you know, cause in some motion, your bitch is the best thing.
Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime, Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around. 
and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further. Oh, there. It's a machine gun. Look out, Daddy! I'm in the sky. Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman! For the best in old-time radio adventures, you've come to the right place. This is one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. We're back in the building. This is a part of the show we've been waiting for. I've been waiting for. You know what I mean? Um, we're going to get it popping right now. This is the 2019 NFL preview. We're going to run through all the teams and all that. And uh, we're going to have our picks and predictions as we get close to the end of the show. All right, we're going to start off with the NFC East, man. Um, 
these 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 uh team uh capsules are not in any particular order. We're gonna give you the team orders at the end of the show. We're gonna give you playoff teams, wild cards, and all that leading up to Super Bowl. All right. So let's get it popping. Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know the story, man. Another year, another drama, another running back, another situation for Jerry Jones to have to deal with. Um, Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper are going to remain in the groove. Um, I think that um, Ezekiel Elliott, once he comes back, he's going to, you know, act like you know, he, you know, back like he never left. You know, I think they're going to have a good blend of ball control and explosiveness, um, along with that talented defense. You know, uh, Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith through their numbers. Um, the Cowboys were the hottest team down the stretch last year, and I think that momentum will carry into 2019. Um, the New York Giants. The Giants are going to, you know, bound to take a step back, but I really don't feel like that. I feel like the Giants are going to do what they do. You know, I think, you know, um, Eli Manning, if he can do his numbers, that'll be fine. I think that, you know, if Daniel Jones doesn't get to see the field this year, that would be a great thing for the Giants. And I think if Daniel Jones is playing by week three or week four, they can hang it up. Um, the, 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 that offense can recover better than the defense because it still has Saquon Barkley, Sterling, Evan Ingram, Golden Tate, you know what I mean? Um, really, you know, to, to make people kind of forget about Odell Beckham Jr. All right? Um, the Giants are going to find it tough to outscore opponents. But, man, I think, you know, they're not going to have a bad season as everybody expects, man. I think they'll be okay. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles say Carson Wentz. Big money. Now they need him to stay healthy because Nick Foles, their, their Band-Aid, their savior the past two years is in Jacksonville now. So they can't worry. You know, they got, they got to make sure that Carson Wentz is uh, going to be worth all that money. Question is... Question um, is, is he that superstar? Question is, is Carson Wentz that superstar? I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure about that. I mean, you know, he had a, a, a pretty good, you know, a, a great rookie season. He did his numbers. But, I mean, the injuries, you know, two years, and um, he's going to have to build that reputation back up. You know, so, again, I think that, you know, as far as him being a superstar where everybody wants him to be, I think he's going to have to earn that back. You know, you just don't you just don't get that like that. Um, defensively for the Eagles, they're very you know few holes. Um, I think that you know they're going to really have a great season this year. I think they're going to be right up there. Um, and in all, it's all contingent on what Carson Wentz can bring to the table. Carson Wentz is, is that superstar guy that the Eagles should have no problem. And if he's not, then you know what that means. Um, Washington, they have you know the Redskins. They have more optimism on defense. They got um, the kid uh, Collins um, from the Giants, and they got the rookie Montez Sweat. But their offense really doesn't have that, you know, that, that stability at quarterback anymore. You know, Alex Smith dealing with his injury. Um, Dwayne Haskins, the first rounder they got from uh, Ohio State, he's got a high upside. But Ace Keenum has been, you know, named the starter. But I think there are other concerns in the passing game in Washington. But I don't know, you know, if they're going to be able to depend on, you know, Darius Geis that much um, as far as the Washington Redskins are concerned. So uh, I don't know how, you know, it's looking kind of suspect for Jay Gruden and all that, man. Um, you know, Darius Geis is going to have to live up to his potential because yeah. that's probably the only thing that's going to save Jay, uh, Gruden at this point because, I mean, I'm sorry, I can't believe in any of the quarterbacks unless Alex Smith is back or, or, or you get your rookie. 
or you get your rookie that you drafted that you drafted right away when when he landed in your laps to really start working for you because it's it's going to hurt. They got the team. They got the team, but when you know when Alex Smith went down, the Red the Redskins team fell apart and that put Jay back in the hot seat and I don't my, know if Jay has a chance. My question with the Redskins is, is like, okay, is Case Keenum that much better than Dwayne Haskins? Because, again, like you said, they got him at number six. They didn't get him to sit the bench. And that situation is not really like, you know, the situation in New York with Eli Manning. You know, Eli Manning's been there. He's proven. You know, he's gonna, they're going to ride him to the wheels fall off. And Case Keenum is just basically a stopgap until Dwayne Haskins can get right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so Darius Geis, yeah, he's got to live up to that potential before he got injured, you know. I I mean, so that's all I can say, you know, is is that really that. They have the offensive line to protect. I just think they need to, uh, I think they need to run with this one. That's the only way Jay's going to save his job. No doubt. All right, we're going to slide over to the uh, NFC North. Um, Wow, you know, Thursday night is going down. The Packers and the Bears. They're going to kick off the 100th season of NFL football. Um, remember, the Bears traded for Khalil Mack last season, and it tilted the balance of power in the NFC North to their favor in Chicago. The Bears won the division last year for the first time since 2010. You know, rookie coach Matt Nagy and Mitchell Trubisky did their thing, even though they lost in a heartbreaking fashion to the Eagles in the wild card. Um, the Bears had playoff experience, man. A lot of people... Are uh, uh, making them out to be a, a Super Bowl type, you know, type team. Uh, Jordan Howard is gone, but the Bears have a lot of trust in Iowa State's David Montgomery, and they added Mike Davis via free agency. Um, Corderell Patterson is back in the division, and it gives Mitch Trubisky another uh, threat downfield. The defense added uh, Haha Clinton Dix from Green Bay, along with Buster Scrine. You know, um, Khalil Mack had twelve and a half sacks in, in his first year in Chicago. I think that, um, you know, that change uh, of defensive coordinator uh, from uh, Vic Fangio to Chuck Pagano is going to be something to watch, especially against Green Bay in the opener. Um, the Detroit Lions, you know, Matt Patricia, you know, had a you know, so-so year in Detroit his first season. Um, Kerryon Johnson did a lot in seven games last year before he, you know, messed up his knee and ended the season. Uh, Matt Stafford is going into his 11th season, still looking for his first playoff win. And the guy that I, I selected for the Detroit Lions, uh, first-round tight end, Dustin Hawkinson, uh, gives you know Stafford another target. I liked him for that team. And I remember going back to the draft, I said the Lions are going to take him, and sure enough, they did um, with their first-round pick. Um, the Lions got Trey Flowers and, and, and Danny Amendola from the Patriots. But um, I think Matt Patricia's gonna show, gotta show some progress in year two, man. They have to be, you know, for them to have a good season this year, they have to be in contention. That Thanksgiving game has got to mean something, all right? For the Detroit Lions to, you know, have a, a good season, that Thanksgiving game has got to mean something. The Green Bay Packers, the Packers are beginning a new era. Clay Matthews is gone. Randall Cobb is gone. Um, Adrian Amos, they got him from the Bears. He's, he's a, a, a bunch of those defensive additions to that roster that continue in the draft when they got Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage Jr. All right. Uh, defensively, the Packers should be, you know, even better than they were last year. All right. 
Um, I think that, you know, that would help out the offense in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is going to do his thing. Um, a lot of people are going to pay attention to the, um, the uh, chemistry between the uh, floor and Aaron Rodgers. They're going to really, really be watching that. And can Aaron Rodgers return to MVP poll? Or is he, you know, are we watching him on the downside of his career? All right. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, you know, Kirk Cousins, the big money. He passed for 4,298 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 10, minutes, 10 interceptions. And Minnesota was around 500. He's done that his entire career. Okay? Um, you got to be able to utilize. You got Adam Thielen on one side, Stephon Diggs on the other. You got to utilize those guys. All right? And hopefully they could continue to thrive with the offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski. All right? Um, Minnesota didn't really do much in free agency, but they drafted. Um, Center Garrett Bradbury from North Carolina State and tight end Irv Smith Jr. All right, and that's going to be felt on the offensive side for the Minnesota Vikings. All right, so that's what it is as far as the NFC North is concerned, man. We're making it happen. This is after further review 2.0, aka the sideline pass. We're getting busy with the NFL 2019 preview. We got the NFC South coming up, and you already know my team resides in the NFC South, so I got to talk about them. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, listen, I'm going to start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay? We're doing it again. We have a new-look depth chart, a fresh approach, an overhaul coaching staff. I mean, one or two things got to happen for Tampa Bay this year. Either Bruce Arians and his approach. I heard everybody talk about Bruce Arians. He knows Jameis Winston and all that. We're going to see. Either that, you know, that dynamic is going to push Jameis Winston to new heights and he's going to earn a long-term contract in Tampa Bay. And I think the only way he could do that is putting Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs and win the playoff game. Okay, because we already saw him put up the numbers without winning any playoff games, without having to follow the record. We saw him put up the numbers. For him to get a long-term contract, in my estimation, in my eyes, and I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and I'm a Jameis Winston dude. This is the year he's got to show and prove, all right? If he keeps continuing to make the mistakes, trying to play hero ball and, and throwing interceptions and fumbling, um, it's, it's going to really, you know, cause it to be the end of the line for Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay. And we drafted him, and I was, and I was a strong proponent for Tampa Bay drafting Jameis Winston five years ago. You know, um, I think, you know, this is his proven season. And I think that's the biggest storyline in Tampa Bay. Um, we got a bunch of new players on the squad, some scheme changes. We got Todd Bowles, you know, to be the defensive coordinator. And I think you know, now we're going to get down and play a 3-4 defense. I think that um, that could help us out. But we got to see instant results. We have to see instant results. Okay, because we know what to expect for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, especially on defense. Our secondary suspect, our linebackers are good. A defensive line, a dollar late, a day late, and a dollar short all the time. All right? Byron Leftwich is going to, you know, be there to work on the offensive side to help Bruce Arians coach and offense. That can push the ball downfield. Buccaneers can push the ball downfield, you know? And I think that, you know, my team is going to be worth watching in 2019. Shout out to my man, Sonny Cruz. He's going to be surprised when I, when I got to say about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as far as the um, division and the playoffs are concerned. 
right? Yeah, that division, that division's uh, changing a lot too. I mean, but yeah, go yeah. for the teams. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can, can make some moves. They can sneak up on some people, but everything has to break right. You know, and I'm not even you know kind of basing it off of last year and the Fitz Magic thing. I'm not. That's last year. That's dead. That's gone. We saw how that, and we saw how that ended up. Everything is in Jameis Winston's hands right now. Everything. The season is in his hands. All right? I listened to people, and, and they was trying to beat me in the head about Bruce Arians. I wasn't really feeling it, but I'm, I'm going to give him a chance to see what it is. Jameis Winston has to show and prove from, the, from game one. We already saw him put up numbers. Now he's got to put up some Ws. And I think hopefully, you know, uh, people sleeping on Tampa Bay, our schedule, you know, we, we got a, a you know, fourth-place schedule. We want to make it do what it do. And we'll be all right. We'll see what happens. Um, New Orleans, for the second straight year, heartbreaking defeat in the playoffs. Um, it doesn't get any worse than that. I'm not even going to talk about it and bring it up, but it gets no worse than that. Um, they lost Mark Ingram. They lost Benjamin Watson, Alice Okafor, and, 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 they need to, and, and they're here. You know, um, Drew Brees struggled late last year. I think at the game in Dallas was the beginning of – the turnaround for the New Orleans Saints when it started going downhill a little bit. Um, they still have a lot of, you know, strong personnel, you know what I mean? And they have their continuity in the coaching staff. So I think the New Orleans Saints could do some things this year. Carolina Panthers. Um, you know, they, they, they started off really, really well. And then they ran into the Pittsburgh Steelers and then it went haywire. Um, Cam Newton, his shoulder has got to, you know, make some kind of, you know, it's got to bounce back. Um, hopefully he can do his thing. Um, Andrew Barrett is taking over as a defensive play caller as the team goes, switches to a 3-4, uh, base 3-4 defense. Um, they want to, you know, produce more of a pass rush and create more turnovers to complement that offense who could be uh, potentially powerful in, in Carolina. Um, you know, they got a, a guy, Luke Keekley, is going to make sure that that defense is among you know the best in the NFC. Um, the Atlanta Falcons. You know, um, wow. I, I don't know what to say about them. You know, they should be a team that is just coming off of a Super Bowl victory, but we know what happened. Um, they have a quarterback who, you know, everybody wants to put him in the Hall of Fame. I'm not really with it. I never was a Matt Ryan fan. Never. Period. I just think they put up a lot of numbers. Has nothing to show for it. Um, the defensive unit for Atlanta allowed over 26 points a game last year, and they ranked 25th in the NFL. They have to improve if everybody's healthy. Um, Julio Jones, his contract is the only situation that they have to you know deal with um, surrounding a, 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 our top 10 offense from a year ago. Um, they made some coordinator changes in Atlanta. Okay, Coach... Dan Quinn, he's going to call the plays on defense. They brought in the old Tampa Bay coach, Dirk Cutter, as the offensive coordinator. And Mike Malarkey is going to coach the tight ends. These guys are, um, you know, respected veterans. And they're going to do their, do their thing, man, as far as the, um, the Atlanta offense is concerned. All right, so that's the NFC South. All right. Um, and let now let we're me say get... one thing here before you go to the NFC. Right. Next one here. The NFC South. I have to say, you know, has every team has a questionable spot really going into this one. 
So we don't know which way it could go. Matt Ryan, you know, I mean, you know, you know his talent's uh, really deteriorating. We're now really having to start to worry now about Cam Newton. And, uh, you know, and to tell you the truth, tell you the truth, we don't know for sure what's going to happen in Tampa with that situation at quarterback. And we also got to look at the fact that could Drew Brees finally just have age catching up with him? And these are some of the things we need to worry about just on those things alone. And that's where I look at that and I just uh, got to say, you know, that, you know, see, you know, every team there has something that's that's real, real, really starting to give with, with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because remember, um, injuries, man, took a toll on this division last year. So I think that, that you know, um, you're absolutely right. You know, and you're going to base it, you want to base it on the premise that um, all four of those teams are going to be healthy. I think if that's the case, then I think, you know, New Orleans is probably still going to be the best team in the NFC South because I think that, you know, um, Saints, you know, they have a schedule that uh, they play the NFC, the AFC South and the NFC West. The Saints have to go on the road and play the Bears. They have to go to Seattle and they got to go to LA to play the Rams. Um, but they have home games against Indianapolis, Houston, and the Cowboys. So I think that, um, you know, I think the Saints are best equipped right now to, to do damage and, and to kind of hold the NFC South down. But we haven't got there yet to the division picks. We're still going to get to that later on in the show. We've got the NFC West coming up. Um, the NFC West, man, you know, you know what? I think that the Rams had their time, wacko. The Rams had their time. And I think, you know, the Seattle Seahawks are coming to do what they need to do and show the Rams how to make this thing happen, man. Um, agreed. Agreed. Totally. I think Jared, I think Jared Goff is really is really going to be turning out to be just another, you know, I, 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 and he's really not, he really does not hold the same image as him. But, uh, you know, as far as his success in football is looking, he's looking more like he's another Jim McMahon, in my opinion. Wow, you might, uh, you might be on the side there, Wacko Bob. You know, I wasn't, you know, I'm not really you know, a, a big Jared Goff fan because he's had two shots now. You know what I mean? Um, two years ago, they had a shot at home. People were talking about the Rams and, and the Eagles knocked them off. And, you know, even though last year they went to the Super Bowl, represent the NFC, they didn't really show up, you know. But um, I think that, you know, talking about the Los Angeles Rams, we could start there with the NFC West. Um, I think, you know, they have to feel like that they, you know, didn't get the job done, you know. Um, but the key pieces of that team, you know, coming back. And then, you know, Eric Weddle, they signed him in free agency and they signed Clay Matthews. Okay, um, you know, that team, you know, ranked 20th in points allowed last year. And, um, again, you know, Ty Gurley and his knee situation. Um, I don't know, man. That, that offense ranks second in the NFL, but I don't think they're going to do that, that, that this year, man. You know, I think, you know, but even though all that personnel is there and ready to, you know, thrive, you know, Sean McVay does his numbers, but I think we've seen this movie before, Wacko Bob. We kind of know what they expect from the Rams. And I think if, you know, people watch that Super Bowl tape and watch what New England did to, to the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl, it kind of shut that high-powered offense down. And it's kind of been that way in the postseason for the past couple of years. People can kind of, like, you know, work their way around the Los Angeles Rams, and I think they'll come back to, come back to earth. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, 
Right, they had a rookie coach, Chris Kingsbury. They got a rookie quarterback, Kyler Murray. We know the story. Um, I think, you know, with eight new starters overall on that squad, the personnel moves are going to be, you know, necessary. Because, you know, Cliff Kingsbury likes to play that wide-open, versatile offense, okay? And Vance Joseph, being the defensive coordinator, is going to um, bring the team back to the 3-4 defense. So I think, you know, um, the Cardinals, they, they, they had some things happen to them in the offseason. So I think they'll be improved. You know, they won't be a contender, but I think that they'll definitely uh, be improved in the NFC West. Um, San Francisco 49ers coming off a disappointing 4-12 and season. You know, um, you know, but a lot of that was, you know, uh, attributed to, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo at his knee injury. I think it was week three. Um, they made a handful of moves to improve in 2019. Um, General Manager John Lynch drafted Nick Bosa with the number two overall pick. So, again, um, doubling down, they got D4 from Kansas City. And I think that um, the defensive focus was on that front seven in San Francisco. The offensive tweaking was made with the um, intention of improving those skill positions around Jimmy Garoppolo. So we'll see, man. And my Buccaneers play the 49ers in week one. And we're going to see what it is, man. We're definitely going to get tested. That's why I said we got to, you know, make it happen, man, and, and, and do what we need to do from the door. Um, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, man, they went and got everybody. Their defense is going to be crazy. I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to be back. I just think the offense needs to, you know, um, you know, do some things. I mean, the running game is versatile, you know, and I think that, um, you know, they could do better than, than, than 10 and 6. They went 10 and 6 last year. I think they can do better than that. All right. Um, they had some strong results last year with, you know, uh, head coach Pete Carroll, defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr., and um, their offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer, you know, brought some, you know, some surprisingly, you know, good, good results. Now they have some continuity and some strong personnel. I think that the Seahawks need to make a move, and I think this will be the year that they can, you know, make a move and make everybody forget about the Los Angeles Rams. All right? This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. I hope you rocked it with me. I appreciate you if you are. Nine five four two four six zero three nine eight is the math. If not, I can chop it up. And um, we want to make it do what it do. We're gonna get into the AFC, and then we're gonna do our division picks. Wacko Bob is rocking with me. We're gonna do our division picks. We're gonna do our playoff thing, and we're gonna do our Super Bowl picks and all that. And we got the three minute rant coming up. So, um, nah, no commercial yet. No commercial yet. Let's do it. Make it do what it do, man. AFC East. Let's jump right into it. Um, you already know what it is, man. It's the Patriots all day, you know, because these other teams, you know, they, they act like they want it. You know, I got a Miami Dolphin fan in the building with me with Wacko Bob. But, um, you know, 10 straight AFC East titles, man. You know, I, I, again, I, I'm not understanding some of these teams, man. They have shots to do it. And they always talk about this is going to be the year they're going to knock the Patriots off. The Patriots lost some key players. They lost Rob Gronkowski to retirement. Trey Flowers to free agency but they also got strong at running back and wide receiver, and they remain strong in their defensive backfield. I, I think that, um, you know, not kicking the Patriots to repeat again with Brady and Belichick is, you know, is on you. You know what I mean? Um, I think that the division is some, it's kind of like an extended preseason for the Patriots, man. You know what I mean? It's to get them right for the playoffs, you know? And um, they remain on that short list of teams capable
Darn, what's happening here? All right, uh, I'm trying to figure out what happened here. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll get him up here. I'm just, uh, I know Cat called into the show here, uh, along with the rest of us here, and um, I am trying to get uh, everything back up here. We will have, uh, I am, I, uh, so I am working to uh, see who's on with us and who isn't. Cat, uh, if you you are on, you can uh, let me know. I guess we lost the mayor. I'm trying trying to get everything worked out here to bring everyone back up. Mayor. Okay, there we go. Um, you with us? Is yeah, everyone on right here? Okay, okay, everyone's back on. We could definitely go with this here, and I'm gonna. I'll start off here, you know, by saying I agree with you 100. percent I think the only team that's even gonna come close to being any sort of competition, and it's not saying much, is gonna be the Jets. As far as uh, any anyone going against uh, anyone going against the Patriots go, Dolphins, they're gonna be lucky if they win three games, and uh, that and, you know, and that's gonna and that's about it. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm just. I'm not. I'm not looking at anything else here other than that. So, so I mean, I'm looking at. I'm looking at. I think we're looking at a uh, 11 and five Patriots team. And closest you're going to get to that will probably be an eight and eight uh, Jets team. Bills. I think they still got a ways to go. And uh, I already said my piece about the Dolphins. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Um, so as far as Miami's concerned, man, um, the trade of Larry Tunsil and, and Kenny Stills was, you know, um, more than what meets the eye. I think that, you know, Larry Tunsil, you know, going into the draft a couple of years back, you know, with the marijuana situation, that still kind of probably weighed heavy. And they looked at the first chance they had to get rid of him, and they did that. Um, Kenny Stills, you know, his situation with, you know, kneeling, um, with the national anthem and all that, they didn't want to deal with that. So, again, um, they got rid of, you know, um, bad situations for them. But that just made them worse. So I, I think that, um, you know, the draft picks and all that and um, is, is going to prove to be their downfall. They traded away a perfectly viable offensive lineman. Okay. Um, but, oh, well, that's life, man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to I'm not going to um, harp on it, but it is what it is. The Buffalo Bills, man. Um, you know, they worked to improve the offensive line and the skill positions around Josh Allen, um, even though they cut LaShawn McCoy. You know, we'll you know, figure that out. Um, they got playmakers on every level of the defense. Ed Oliver is the truth on the defensive line. Um, again, you know, this team is rebuilding, and there's, you know, going to be a lot of pressure um, on Sean McDermott because, remember, um, two years ago they were the wild-card playoff team. Last year they were six and ten, so they they have to figure they have to figure it out in Buffalo, man. Um, the AFC North. Um, what do you say about the AFC North? 
I know a lot of people are going crazy over the Cleveland Browns. You know, you still got to show me. You still got a very good team in Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? You still got a, a, a very good team in Baltimore. All right, which are the defending division champs. All right, you still got a, a decent team in Cincinnati. Okay, they have some playmakers, and they're going to do their thing. Um, but I think, you know, first of all, we're going to start off with the Cleveland Browns, get it out the way. Um, Trey Kitchens, he's going to have to do his work. I, um, Baker Mayfield is, you know, put the cart before the horse, did a lot of talking. Now we're going to see. The first step is winning some games, being consistent, beating Pittsburgh twice, winning the division. All right. Odell Beckham Jr. Um, could be one of the biggest, you know, moves in, in, uh, franchise history if they can win the division. Um, their defense is going to be crazy. They added more depth with Olivier Vernon and Sheldon Richardson to go with Miles Garrett. You know, um, it's, it's crazy. This team, this team, I can see this team doing 12 and 4, Wacko. I can see this team doing 9 and 7. I think 9 and 7 would be a big disappointment for the Cleveland Browns. So we're going to see. And there's a lot of pressure on them as the season gets closer. And a lot of people are going to be gunning for the Cleveland Browns. Understand that that's going to factor in too. They're not. Yeah. Gonna, they're not going to let Cleveland just come in there and 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 just because it's the Browns and people expect them to do their numbers and come in there and walk all over them. That's not going to happen. No, all not right? at all. And I, uh, you know, I don't know how Cat feels about it, but uh, you know, I mean, I yeah, they, yeah, I don't think it's going to come that easy for the Browns. The Cleveland Clowns, yeah. No, <laughs> they're not the clowns anymore. No, nah, they're not. They're not. But we, but that's still that's still is yet to be seen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, what happens if what happens if they start, they start out zero and two? You know what I mean? So again, I I think that you know once we get this the season to the halfway point and we see where the Browns are, then we can talk about it. But right now, it's just about a bunch of reputation and what you did last year. All right, this is 2019, so. Again, a lot of people expect them to do numbers. They can go twelve and four, or they can go nine and seven. You know, I think for them to show to be a factor in the division, Miss Cat, and to, to prove that they're good, they're gonna have to beat the Steelers twice. I think that they have to be. I mean, Baltimore and Cincinnati. I, I, I was totally thinking. agree with you in there, not to cut you yeah. off, but I totally agree with you on that one because, right. um. Um, hamburger. <laughs> I call him hamburger. He he's 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 a a, a a maniac quarterback, and um, you know, he's to me he's like spot on, or he is way off. And if he's right. spot on, if he's spot on, and and correct me if I'm wrong. But if he's spot on and he's getting them passes to the to his weapons um, and making those touchdowns, the, you notice that the games go real under or they go way over. Right. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. But we'll see. Um, you know, but there's a team in Pittsburgh that have a lot of veterans. They got, you know, Super Bowl rings. And um, I think that they always, you know, find the next man up. Even though they lost Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, 
I think that, you know, Mike Tomlin, head coach of the Steelers, and Ben Roethlisberger can, you know, do his, you know, still make it happen. Uh, James Conner is, is very, very viable. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is that next guy up as far as the wide receivers. I think that um, the defense of the Steelers, if that defense can improve, they finished 16th in points allowed last year. Um, T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward, they combined for 21 sacks. And I think that that first-round pick that they got, Devin Bush, he fits right into that mentality of what Pittsburgh wants to do. So, again, with the fact that everybody's paying attention to Cleveland, this cat, it's kind of like making the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of angry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on now. And that's what the NFL needs. The NFL needs that rivalry between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, we take it back to that. To that. To that all right? Um, the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, Marvin Lewis was there for 16 years. Whew, glad that's over with. He had to play off the fence. Um, yeah, for real. I mean, Ra- Marvin Lewis had, yo, Marvin Lewis kept his job. Like, I don't know how he did that. You know what I mean? Well, he must have some, he must gonna, have some pictures of somebody or something. You know, no, he's going to be doing a reality show like the Peets, Meet the Peets. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that the offensive line in Cincinnati they lost their first-round pick, Jonah Williams, for the season. And Clint Bowling retired. So that's going to be a huge concern for them. Um, their defense still has Geno Atkins. You know, and Cincinnati did start 4-1 last year before the wheels fell off. So I think that, um, you know, don't sleep on the Bengals. And, and, you know, for Cleveland to, you know, get some respect in that division and in the AFC, they're going to have to dominate the division. And that team is, and those teams are not going to roll over. The teams are not going to roll over for the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, they're the defending champs. They got Lamar Jackson, okay? They have to maximize his talent. Um, I think he has to improve as a passer, you know, but I think that they have to definitely utilize his, you know, ability to run. You know, um, Joe Flacco, Terrell Suggs, and C.J. Mosley are gone. They got Mark Ingram to kind of, like, help out with that running game. I think that's a big addition for the Baltimore Ravens. Earl Thomas on the defense from Seattle. Okay, they got uh, the kid from Oklahoma, the rookie Marquise Brown. Okay, they call him Hollywood. So we're gonna get it popping. We're gonna see what it is in Baltimore. Um, if the Ravens win the division again, we won't be surprised. But I think that they have to, you know, play better than they did last year against the Browns and the Steelers when they went two and two. All right, they right, have to play right. better. So, right. so again, Cleveland, Cleveland doesn't have a. It's not gonna be a cakewalk for them. I think they're going to be good, but it's not. It's not going to be a cakewalk for the Cleveland Browns, man. I and I can't wait till we get to around Thanksgiving and we can talk about where the Cleveland Browns are or where they are not. You know what I'm saying, Miss Cat? Yes, sir. Yes, Mister Mayor. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, this is 2.0, aka the Fat Pass. We are definitely in the building. We got Miss Cat in the house with us. I appreciate you. You know what I mean? Coming through. Well, and, I appreciate you too, Mr. Mayor. And I yeah. and, and I want to cut in real quick. And I I wanted to wish you a happy birthday because uh, um my, I'm three days older than you. And, okay. Uh, and uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> you <laughs> and uh, I wanted to say happy birthday on Twitter, but I my Twitter uh it account was all messed up so I just wanted to say happy birthday belated 
to you because we're the same age. I'm just three three days older than you. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. It's all good. I appreciate you. I appreciate. You know, I have to respect my elders. <laughs> <laughs> I respect. I respect. You. Thank you. Thank you for the shout out. No doubt. No doubt. Um, appreciate you. Um, the AFC South, man. We keep it in rolling, man. Uh, we in the building, man. Asking for the review 2.0, aka the sideline pass. We in the house. Actually, we are network holding me down. We are on uh, speaker.com. So if you missed the show, you could definitely get it popping. Speaker.com holding us down over here. Actually, we are network. AFC South, man. Um, let me start with the Colts. You already know the big deal. Andrew yeah. the title. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, they, they just extended Jacoby Brissett. I think now it's time for Jacoby Brissett to step up. He's going to add a different dynamic as a quarterback because he likes to use his feet as well. Um, the Colts, you know, they you know they had, they ranked 10th in scoring defense last year. Um, I think that, um, again, with the addition of Justin Houston from Kansas City, okay, um, you know, they signed, you know, they got Devin Funches from Carolina to help out with the receiving core. They got, uh, got uh, Quentin Nelson as a first-round pick. He made the Pro Bowl in his first year. Eric Ebron was continuing to be uh, a, a definitely contributor, um, turning around his career. Uh, and Frank Wright had the Colts win 10 games in his first year last year. So, again, we'll see what happens. I don't think that the Colts are going to fall off as much as people think they will. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jacoby Brissett. Now it's his time. He was supposed to be the guy up in New England, but they sent him to Indianapolis. Now it's his time. They extended him, and we'll see if he can make it happen. Jacksonville Jaguars. Nick Foles. All right. I think, they got, a, the I think they got a chance, believe it or not. The Colts? No, 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 no. Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nick Foles is going to, you know, uh, make it happen for them. I think they got a quarterback now. You know, if they had a half a quarterback, half a quarterback as good as Nick Foles, last two years they would have, you know, made some noise. Um, you know, they, they reshuffled their roster in free agency to add in Josh Allen with the number seven pick to help out with the pass rush. Um, Leonard Fournette is going to have to do his thing. Jalen Ro- Ramsey's going to uh, have to have a bounce back season. All right. Um, I think that they're going to do well in that division now that they um, realize that maybe Indianapolis is going to come back to the pack a little bit. So Jacksonville can you know, step up and take their chance to be the leaders in the AFC South. But I think the Tennessee Titans may have something to say about that. Um, they won nine, nine games last year under Mike Brable. Derrick Henry um, did his thing, you know what I mean, late in the season. Um, but remember, the Colts swept Tennessee last year. So, again, Tennessee has to step their game up. They added Cameron Wake. They added Adam Humphreys and uh, Ryan Tannehill uh, being a free agency. All right. Um, they got a kid named Jeffrey Simmons who's coming back from a torn ACL. And A.J. Brown, who well, they got in the draft day steal at, at uh, receiver, they can contribute as rookies. So, it's going to be between Tennessee and Jacksonville to see if they want to step up. But don't forget about the Houston Texans. You know, Deshaun Watson just got some help on, you know, um, to help him out on the offensive line. All right. He threw for uh, over 4,100 yards last year, 26 touchdowns. While his main receiver was DeAndre Hopkins, who had over 1,500 yards and 11 touches. You know, um, 
J.J. Watt did his thing. They don't have Jadavion Clowney anymore. Um, but J.J. Watt is still going to do his thing. Um, they drafted tackles Titus Howard and Matt Shoppering in the first two rounds of the draft to address that weakness on the offensive line. And they got Larry Tunsil now. So that offensive line should be very, very strong in Houston. But with the Texans, their schedule is tough. All right? They have to go to New Orleans. They have to go to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. They got to go to Kansas City. And they got to go to Indianapolis in the first seven weeks of the season. All right? So if they, you know, week, week seven, week eight, we'll see where the Houston Texans are. And uh, that'll tell a lot about the remaining, about the rest of the season, what they're going to do in Houston. All right? That's the AFC South. Now we're going to get into the AFC West. And um, this division right here, the AFC West, wow, man. You know what? And, and, and you know what? If this was any other year, man, this would really be a good, good race in the AFC West. But, you know, you're not going to get too much from the Oakland Raiders. I don't think you're going to get a lot from the Denver Broncos. You know, we already know what it is in Kansas City. And the Los Angeles Chargers, they still have to, you know, show and prove. And even though they, um, you know, have, have a situation to deal with, we'll see what it is. We're going to start with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they lost Kareem Hunt late last year. Um, the offense around Patrick Mahomes is the MVP, remains intact, um, with the exception of one position. Um, you know, Steve Spagnuolo was in now to be the defensive coordinator to install the 4-3 defense. They got Frank Clark from Seattle basically to replace D Ford. Um, I think that the Chiefs are going to be highly explosive on one side of the ball and kind of quiet on the defensive side of the ball. And they really got to step it up on defense, man. So I like the Chiefs. Los Angeles Chargers. Um, this situation, you know, with Phillip Rivers, they have some playmakers around him. They have a healthy tight end now, Hunter Henry. Defensively, they got Joey Bo- Bo- Bosa. Um, you know, and, and they could do what they need to do, step up defensively. They're mentally tough, but they didn't show it when they went into um, the playoffs last year up in New England. They didn't show that. And I think um, they have to, you know, do some more um, under Anthony Lynn to push through and get in, to make another deep playoff run. Uh, Will they play Bron- the Colts the first week? Huh? Char- Chargers, don't they play the Colts the first week of the season? Yeah. Okay, my, um, okay. I was just um, sorry to interrupt you, but uh, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's all good. What, oh. What's your What's your thoughts about What's your thoughts about that game? Chargers and the Chargers and the um, Indianapolis Colts. Well, without um, I I, I think it's going to be like a slaughter uh, because um, the I, I, I they're in the home turf. The Chargers and um and the Colts it, it it's it's going to be a cluster schmuck. So I I think it's I just I I just foresee it. I don't know. I just foresee it. I I think that they're, they're men, mentally because it's going to be an emotional game for them for the Chargers. That's my thoughts. All right. Why? Why do you say it's going to be an emotional game? Because they, 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 the Colts are already missing um, a good quarterback, and okay. Chargers know that. 
and then and they're in their home they're in their home turf and so i just oh, okay I, be, okay i see what you're saying I see, see, see where i'm coming from yeah. so they're they're already they're already like um this this is going to be a cakewalk and uh we we got this that, that's all right no doubt no doubt um continuing with the afc west you got the denver broncos man um joe flacco you know, doing his thing now out in Denver. Um, the Broncos are going to stick with that, that you know, defensive and running-minded approach to win games in 2019. Um, they still have talent, talented defense, and uh, Vic Fangio, who's the defensive coordinator now, is going to you know make it happen out there. Remember what he did in Chicago with their three-four defense. But again, man, um, the question is going to be, you know, what, what Joe Flacco are you going to get? You're going to get the Super Bowl, Joe Flacco, or you're going to get the, you know, last couple of seasons, Joe Flacco, very, very shaky until Drew Locke is ready. Okay, remember they, they took Drew Locke in the second round last, in the, in the draft. I, the Oakland Raiders. Wow. Antonio Brown, running back rookie Josh Jacobs from Alabama. Raiders have six new defensive starters. They got Clemson Farrell from uh, Clemson, Jonathan Abraham. Now they have to make it happen. They're set up, but again, um, our, our teams, uh, uh, what happens with a team is all contingent on their quarterback play. Derek Carr, he has uh, upgraded the supporting cast, so now he has to step up. He's got a, he got a, a go-to receiver, Antonio Brown, knows what he could do. Josh Jacobs, you know, he's a beast, so he's got some things happening. So again, the Raiders have to make their move and make it happen. All right, um, real quick, man, the three-minute rant, and then we're going to get to the division picks. All right, the three-minute rant tonight starts right now. Okay. All right, the three-minute rant. What I want to talk about is the WNBA. Um, I think, you know, right now as we get to the late season push in the WNBA, man, um, you know, you have to watch out for, I think, the, the, the future of this league, man. I think that I think just recently they um, got the collective bargaining agreement. So again, I think you know what one of the big things that is going to happen with them, and you have to watch out for as far as the WNBA is concerned, is you know the um, you know the players are going to want money. You know they're going to want money. So is that going to is that going to mean that um, they're going to expand the schedule? Because uh, you know they play thirty four games now. So I don't, I don't see that the WNBA um, them paying these players for 34 games. They want money, money. They want, they want to get paid on a comfortable level where they don't feel like they have to go overseas and supplement their income. And I can dig it. I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at them because some of those players go over there and they get hurt. And then, you know, that, 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 that takes away from what they you know, do in the WNBA. So I think that, um, you know, the WNBA is, is, is a thriving league. It's been around, you know, a long time, 24-plus years. So that you have to give them some kind of credit for that. And, um, you know, it's, it's grown in leaps and bounds. It's going to continue to grow. But I think that the pace is going right now. It, it kind of needs to kind of just kind of level off a little bit. You know, let, the, let, the, you know, let, it, let it build up some more. Um, and when I mean some more, I don't mean another 10 years or nothing like that. I just mean where they can have um, a lot of attention onto them. But I think a lot of people are still sleeping on the WNBA. 
You know, and I, and I like the WNBA. I think that um, it gives um, those ladies ladies an outlet, and, and it's you know to to just show their skills. You know what I mean? Um, real quick, um, you know, give it up to the Washington Mystics, man. You know they're doing their thing. Shout out to Elena Deladon. You know, if you follow, if you've been following after further review and follow me from the beginning, you know I'm a big Elena Deladon fan. So shout out to her, and um, shout out to you, man, for checking out the show. All right, so now we come to the part of the show where um, we do what we do and hope that uh, we can talk about these things come playoff time, late December, January. These these picks will still hold up. All right, get your pens and pencils or whatever, however you want to do it. These are my picks for the 2019 NFL season. The AFC East. I got the New England Patriots. Agreed. The AFC South. I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. The AFC South. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. The AFC West. I have the Kansas City Chiefs. The wild card teams. Cleveland Browns. Los Angeles Chargers. NFC. NFC East. I got the Philadelphia Eagles. NFC North, I got the Chicago Bears. NFC South, I got the New Orleans Saints. NFC West, I got the Seattle Seahawks. The wild card team, Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Rams. My Super Bowl teams, write it down. I'm going to write it down in, in, in the group after further review. I'm going to have it on Twitter. Make it do what it do. We always do it before the season starts. It's official tissue. Get at me during the season or whatever. My Super Bowl teams representing the AFC, Kansas City Chiefs, representing the NFC, the New Orleans Saints. So I got the Kansas City Chiefs and the New Orleans Saints in the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs have the team to kind of make up for what happened last year. They should have went to the Super Bowl last year. And New Orleans definitely should have went to the Super Bowl last year. And they're going to, you know, Carmen is going to, you know, uh, work its way around to the New Orleans Saints' favor, man. They got jerked last year, and the year before that was just a miracle. So I think this is going to be the, uh, the New Orleans Saints' chance to make it happen, and I think they're going to the Super Bowl. All right, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to make some things happen as well. I think they're going to knock off the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship. I think the New Orleans Saints are going to knock off the Chicago Bears in the uh, NFC Championship. So there you have it. All right? 2019 NFL preview. Um, real quick, we still got some time. I want to get into my games of the week. I'm going to pick three games. And um, we could chop it up all season long. Chop it up. I pick all the games in, um, or after further review, man. You know, all season long, we do that. But um, we're going to get into three games before we get up out of here. And the three games that I like this week, I wish I had a drum roll. But the three games that I like this week before we get up out of here, man. <laughs> uh, okay, we're in the building. Um, the three games I like this week, I like the Chicago Bears over the Green Bay Packers. I like the Bears' defense. I think they're going to you know, continue on doing what they – um, you know, what they started in 2018, 
Um, Aaron Rodgers, he's at, you know, he had some, you know, some, 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 some work to do. He's got to prove that he's, you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the league, even though he's one of the elder statesmen now. You know what I mean? And he doesn't really have anybody to push him, you know, like he was pushing Brett Favre. So, again, uh, Aaron Rodgers, everything is contingent on what he does. And I'm hoping that he can have a comeback season, but I think the Bears are going to win um, on Thursday night. Um, that second pick, you know what? I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs over Jacksonville. I think um, Nick Foles is going to have a good game. I think it's going to be tested, you know, week one playing that Kansas City defense. I think he's an upgrade over Blake Bortles. So I think it's going to, you know, it's going to show in how the Jacksonville Jaguars respond. Leonard Fournette, does, you know, if he could do his thing, um, the Jacksonville defense is definitely going to be tested by Patrick Mahomes. So we'll see what's up with Jalen Ramsey from the door. You know what I mean? He's been kind of quiet. I mean, he was running his mouth a couple of years ago. You know, he got humbled last year. Okay, we'll see what up when he goes up against Patrick Mahomes in week one. But I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win that game. Okay, my third game of the week, for week one in the NFL. I'm going to take... All right, Miss Cat. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys over the New York Giants. I think the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm tired of seeing the Cowboys and the Giants play week one. Can they play somebody else for once in their life? <laughs> it's always the Cowboys and the Giants to week one. They don't got nothing else better to do. I got the Cowboys, man. All right? This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. They make me so mad I can't even talk right. Every single year, man, it's the Cowboys and the Giants. What the hell is going on? Um, We got the Bears. We got the Kansas City Chiefs, and we got the Dallas Cowboys. Those are the first three picks, man. Get with us, man, on Facebook after further review. All right, we give it up. We got all. We cover all the games. All right, come get down, make your picks. You got till um, seven p.m. on Wednesday to have your picks in by seven p.m. on Wednesday. After further review is the name of the group. Uh, I'm gonna shout out my man Wacko Bob. Shout out uh, Chuck Skull, Sunny Cruz, Miss Cat for, for chopping it up. Um, and everybody out there, man, 954 is the math. We right here, Spreaker.com holding us down. All right, we're about to get up out of here, man. It's that time. You know who I am. You know who I be. Get at me on Twitter at RMDesk. Get at me on Facebook after further review is the name of the group. And um, we out of here, man. We'll get at y'all next week, man. All right? All right. Peace. Hoo-ha, hoo-ha.